Hello there and welcome to Talking About Risks with me, Sunny Gopal. This is an audio extract from a video on my YouTube channel. And of course, if you prefer to watch the video, head on over to that channel, which is one word, R-E-D-R-I-S-K-S, and hit that subscribe and the notification bells. I promise you, there's no junk, it's all educational. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Red Risks. Now, if you're new to this channel, please subscribe. You can find a clickable link in this corner and it will really make me happy and also help the channel grow. If there are any other videos that are related to this video that I'm going to do, I'll make life really easy by putting a link in the top corner here. Let's make a start. This is a short course that I did a while back on CCPS risk-based process safety. It was a free online course that I did on YouTube and it got quite a lot of uh, viewings. But unfortunately, there were some aspects of it which weren't very clear. So I've redone the course uh, and this is the introductory part of the CCPS risk-based process safety course. One of the things I've done since that course is I've, cre I've created some small quizzes which you can find on the website. And whenever there's a quiz related question, you'll see a image pop up like this one. So that gives you a bit of a head start in terms of uh, answering that quiz question. Now I've got a short video on the quiz where it is on the website, etc. So we'll flick to that video and then come back to the slideshow. So you find the quizzes on the website. If you head over to the website, top line, you'll see Quiz Me link. Click on that. It'll take you to the Quiz Me page where you find a collection of quizzes, all for fun, and there is no tracking or recording of any of your personal details. So in this introductory session of PSM, or specifically CCPS, Risk-Based Process Safety, I'm going to split it into three parts. In the first part, I'm going to give you bit of information on terminology, uh, global trends and evolution of PSM and then dive in into an overview of the different types of process safety management models and then finally a deeper dive specifically on CCPS risk-based process safety. Let's start first with terminology. Now in terms of terminology we need to set a baseline and we have to start defining what risk is. Well risk is a combination of what can go wrong, how bad could it be and how often might it happen. Now if you think about risk-based activities, if you take any one of those or a combination of those you could consider that as a risk-based activity. When we think about process safety, we really think about loss of primary containment and things such as fires, explosions, chemical releases of hazardous inventories. But what is the difference between process safety and occupational safety? This is a quick image and it's really a fairly good indication in terms of differences. And there's a little quiz on here and you can see where the quiz uh, image is. What you have to remember is that process safety differs from occupational safety in that it's not normal. Most people, not at all, lack specific experience when it comes to process safety. And really quite a robust analytical approach is required in terms of identifying hazards. That is things that can cause harm. And unacceptable consequences need more 
reliable controls. Process safety related incidents have far reaching devastating impacts. But what we have to remember is that process safety is about high consequence, low frequency. Occupational safety tends to be more lower consequence, but of a higher frequency. This is a busy slide, but it really is just to give you a flavor of how incidents, some of the major incidents have occurred over, over a certain timeline from 1974 through to 2010. Many of you will be very familiar with Piper Alpha, Flixborough, uh, BP uh, Texas, uh, and also Macondo. It shows you that really in those in that time frame from 74 to 2010, we really have had quite some serious and devastating uh, incidents and accidents. And process safety is, as I said, all about high consequences but lower frequencies. Fortunately, these things don't happen every day or every week or every month. It would be a terrible situation if that did happen. But what about the evolution of process safety strategies? We can think of it as starting from standards and it went through to compliance and it continues behaviors and finally risk-based strategy. Thinking about standards, we look at things like ANSI, API, ASME, NFPA, and I could throw a whole bunch of acronyms at you. Compliance is all about relating it to specific procedures, protocols, or criteria like OSHA, EPA, Surveyso2. Continuous improvement tends to be all about how can I improve based upon my experience, and it's specifically about HSC, or Health Safety Environment Management Systems. When we talk about risk-based strategies, we're looking at how can I improve risk management and this is all about risk-based leading and lagging indicators that we identify to improve our process safety performance. Now we come on to the models, the different types of models. There are lots out there but I'm going to talk to you about very quickly three of them. Firstly we all know about OSHA has 14 elements and then we have the Energy Institute's 20 element model and what this introduction is all about is CCPS and the CCPS there are 20 elements and I'll elaborate on this a little bit deeper later on in this pack. But all process safety management systems are fundamentally the same. It's the plan, do, check, act loop, but in a slightly different guise. You have the hazard identification, analyzing risks, through to measuring success, then looking at mitigation and management programs for hazards, and then right the way through to understanding process safety hazards itself. And this is a continuous loop, just like the PDCA cycle. Now, OSHA. OSHA has a PSM framework, and it's titled it's 29 CFR 1910.119 rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? And there are 14 elements and they go from employee participation, process safety information, hazard analysis. And you can see in the slide, it goes through a whole bunch of strings, hot work permits, management of change, MOC, incident investigation, ERP and compliance orders. The thing that I find the most uh, interesting one in OSHA's PSM is the trade secrets one. Having done this for a couple of clients, they always ask me, what does that mean? And it's quite a challenge when you start thinking about the trade secrets aspects. Now, in terms of the Energy Institute PSM framework, I'll tell you very, very briefly that it was in 2010 that it was established and it focuses on high level process safety management. And there are four high level key focus areas 
funnily enough, uh, very similar in structure to the uh, CCPS uh, framework. And there are 20 elements, again, very similar to the CCPS framework. And now we're on to the CCPS risk-based process safety overview. It was really in, well, in 1992, OSHA did the PSM standard and it was issued. And then in 1989, CCPS followed up with their original PSM elements. But in 2007, after uh, consultation and feedback, they published their guidelines for risk-based process safety. Um, and it really did, uh, it, was, it was quite significant in terms of the changes and also the impact that it had in the process safety discipline. The CCPS risk-based process safety, as I said, was introduced in 2007. And um, quiz question on that one. Um, it has it really comprises of pillars and elements. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more in the next section and do a slightly deeper dive on this. So CCPS has four pillars and 20 elements. And pillar one is all about committing to process safety. There are five elements. Pillar two is understanding hazards and evaluating risks, two elements. Pillar three, managing risks, nine elements. And finally, Pillar four is about learning from experience, of which there are four elements. Quiz question on this, and specifically about what is pillar one. Let's talk about that first pillar. And it's, as I said, all about committing to process safety. I mentioned earlier there were five elements. We're going to just um, look into this a little bit more detail now and look at the different types of elements. You can see that they're popping up now, they're getting populated, and it goes from culture through to standards, competency, workforce involvement, and stakeholders out outreach. It's all a little bit more about getting to know the organization, the people, the workforce, and the culture, and getting people involved. Pillar two is a bit more specific, and it's all about understanding hazards and evaluating risks. There are two elements in this, and it's got to do with understanding your process knowledge and managing it, and doing a thing called HIRA, which is hazard identification and risk assessment. Pillar three is all about managing risks. There are nine elements and it goes all the way through to, from operating procedures, safe work practices, asset integrity and reliability, contractor management. You can see the popping up now on the slide pack here. Really, it's about getting deeper into the organization, into how the nuts and bolts fit together, the cogs turn around, looking at how we're training people and looking in terms of operational readiness and how we actually do the, the operations. There's one other piece here, which we've got to think about, which is emergency management. And that is a, a pretty important part in, in pillar three, in managing risks. In pillar four has four elements and we're now on the home stretch here. And what we're going to look at is incident investigation, metrics or key performance indicators, auditing, and also management review and continuous improvement. This is all about learning from experience. What have we done? What could we have done better? Where could we have improved? How could we have reduced our risks? It's a pretty important part because it feeds into the next loops or the repeat of the previous loops of understanding, going through to conduct of operations, hire, etc. Now, there is this famous house picture you might be familiar with, which is straight out of CCPS's guidelines for risk-based process safety 2007. In essence, all it is, it says, this is your management system. At the bottom, we have our four pillars and the columns are 
essentially the elements. So we've done, gone through a deeper dive. Most, most clients or colleagues ask me, what's the benefit? What do we get in terms of uh, risk reduction? This is not hard and fast, but it's basically based upon my experience. There is probably some uh, supporting data out there, but you can certainly see that in the first of first to five years, you see a risk reduction of 40% in terms of process safety related incidents. Um, after six to 10 years, you would see an 80% reduction and you, you'll see some resulting cost of incidents have been reduced as well. There are, of course, challenges with any of these uh, risk-based process safety or process safety management frameworks. And the first one is developing an adequately detailed and accurate understanding of risk. Not every organization has a detailed risk profile analysis for their business. Managing the initial difficulty in selecting appropriate performance metrics, this can get really messy. Clients have tended to focus on everything in terms of risk reduction and not focus on some of the higher priority aspects. But then, then once they've done that, they need to acquire the discipline to maintain these performance metrics. Everything starts off well, but as time progresses, certain things drop off, people change, and there's quite a lot of change that happens as well. Of course, developing trust and integrity goes without saying, and finally overcoming resistance to change. What can we do? What are the drivers that we can have for process safety management? Well, the important as aspects or issues to address in any PSM framework is, first of all, make sure you have a purpose and scope clearly defined understand who does what, when, etc. and that the responsibilities are established. Make sure that the tasks and procedures are mapped out. Make sure you have the information to put in there because it's go otherwise garbage in equals garbage out. And are we aware of the anticipated results and work product? Read on this one because it's a quiz question. It's all about do personnel have the appropriate uh, qualifications and training and have activity triggers or desired schedule and deadlines been defined quite often we head off we know what we want to do but it's not always clearly cut out in terms of uh, what the end goal is there's a few more here in terms of drivers I'm just going to quickly pop them up but you can see that we're talking about the resources and tools and is there alignment on metrics with continuous improvement in mind. Again, it's about management schedules for that learning from experience. You need to review it. And is there an auditing plan? Because only with good auditing plans and auditing protocols or procedures can you get to understand if your system is behaving, if it's performing, if it's doing what it's supposed to do. So that was just a quick introduction to PSM. It's probably hard and fast, and some of, some might say it's not long enough, but it gives you a quick flavor in terms of what CCPS's risk-based process safety framework is all about. Just remember, four pillars. I don't have 20 fingers, but I'll do it twice. 20 elements. And it's very important to keep it focused and follow that loop in terms of identifying your workforce, your uh, your people then going through to understanding your risks evaluating them managing them learning from them putting it back catch up on the next one